What is up, Arizona? Welcome back to episode two, officially, of What You're Talking About. I'm Trey Matthews, and I'm joined alongside two Chases. I got Chase Beardsley. He is the beat reporter for the ASU women's hockey team. And, and I got my host. And co-host as well. I was getting to that. And I am joined alongside my fellow colleague over at Inferno TV. It is Chase Clemens. Chase, Woo! your first, well, not Beardsley, Clemens, your first time being on What You're Talking About. How you doing on this fine morning? Couldn't be better. It's Friday. Talking on the radio for the first time ever uh, with my two buddies. So happy to be here. Heck yeah. So what are we going to be talking about? Well, ASU had some scrimmages over the weekend against the Kachinas. In game one, they came out victorious by a score of 5 to nothing. And then the second time around, they still came out away on the winning end, this time winning by a score of 3-1. to one. So guys, let's recap the weekend, what we liked, what we didn't like, and basically go from there and give our thoughts. So let's start with the beat reporter and also my co-host, Chase Beardsley. Ah, yes, Trey Matthews. Um, well, this this was a fun preseason series for everyone, including us, obviously. Uh, great being back. Uh, th- there's no words to explain how awesome it is to go back to the rink uh, and see everyone again, see all the uh, Inferno TV people, all the uh, players. But going into the series, it was a fun one for the players as well because – Two wins, back-to-back, and it couldn't be anything further than a loss because this was an explosive performance by the Sun Devils. A lot of rookies showed up to play. A lot of old returners have showed up to play. Let's talk about who scored the goals. We got Cindy Paulson scoring two of them over the weekend. Logan Satur scoring one as well. Uh, We got Paige Ring Scoring her first unofficial goal. Which we're going to talk about uh, momentarily, I presume. Absolutely, because I did predict that. We'll get back to that. Um, We got Brianne Powell, uh, which I'll talk about her uh, when we come back around, uh, scoring two goals. And then we also had Anita Fleming scoring a goal. I believe that's it. There might be one more, right? Oh, Mia Jarvis. How could I forget? Mia Jarvis scored a goal as well. Uh, So a lot of players uh, scored. Uh, All three goalies uh, played this weekend. And, you know, Coach Lindsay Ellis was really, really happy about her team's performance, especially in that first game where all four lines scored. It couldn't be anything better than a great weekend. Yeah, so the rookies took over, and I think that was my main takeaway because, like you mentioned, you got Powell, you got Ring, you got Fleming, you got Jarvis. And hopefully I'm not forgetting anyone, but basically uh, we said that preseason is a good opportunity for some of the rookies to showcase what they can do. And also it gives some people who normally might be scratches uh, during the regular season a chance to show Lindsay like, hey, I can actually contribute on the roster. I can contribute on the team. But the one thing that was a little underwhelming in my eyes was the battle of the goalies because ASU didn't let up that many shots on goals. So obviously we saw all three goalies play. We saw Hellman play. We saw Etinger play. We saw uh, uh, Kimmel play. But unfortunately, they didn't really see that much action. Kimmel played in both games, obviously, and uh, Hellman played in game uh, one and then Etinger uh, came in uh, to to sub her out, but it it was just a it was just a matter of like who is going to um, no no excuse me Kimmel came in to sub her out and then Etinger started in game two I I beg your pardon um but yeah the the goalie matchup just kind of was underwhelming in my eyes uh, I'm gonna ask Chase Clemens about this first because I, I know my answer to this but what'd you think about uh, all the goalies uh, this weekend what did you think of their performances in these two games. 
Well, to add to Trey's point, it it was hard to really get a great analysis. Um, the Kachinas had 11 shots all weekend. So, um, y- you know, the, the goalies weren't tested too much in the crease. Um, Hellman and Eatinger did what was asked of them, didn't allow a goal um, in their uh, two periods of play in their respective games. And Kimmel looked comfortable. I know she gave up a goal um, with one minute to go in. in it wasn't really her fault, Sunday. though. Yeah, but it was a it was a defensive breakdown. Um, wasn't her fault, like you said. So um, to Trey's point, over overall, good. They stopped everything, but they didn't um, really have to uh, work too hard. So uh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I agree with you, Chase. Um, you talked about the goal that Kimmel gave up, and Trey mentioned it. I agree that was not her fault at all. That was a poor defensive play by ASU, and Coach Lindsey Ellis was the first one to admit that. Um, just a poor play by the uh, defenseman. Um, we, we can't name names, can we? Uh, your choice. But uh, I thought Kimmel played great, and this was her, uh, this was her first ASU appearance. And Last season, she didn't have the best stats, um, had a save percentage, I believe, below uh, .800. Um, not great, but then she comes into these two games and was really good when expected. Uh, she did make some saves. Uh, I think this spoke a lot to Eminger as well, who's going to play some games this season. She only played one last season, so this was a great opportunity to, her, to prove herself. And I think this also spoke more about the Kachina's uh, goaltending than ASU's because Oh my goodness, the Kachina goaltending this past week was incredible. The fact that they only let in eight goals all weekend and combined ASU put 100-plus shots up on both goalies is insane. Shout out those Kachina goalies. They are definitely going to get some eyes on them uh, going to the recruiting season. And Chase, I I would love to add, if that's okay, uh, Eatinger, that that was her first start um, on Sunday since last January. So um, that's a great accomplishment. coming back from that from being out uh, from that length of time and i'm sure she feels a lot of weight off her shoulders getting into um some real games oh absolutely she's really trying she's really pushing uh this upcoming season she's even trying to get the starter position which is great for her like she she working on herself over the the uh summer and then working uh over these past couple weeks with the team I have to say, she looks a lot better from last year, and I would not be surprised if she gets a good 30 40% of the games. But uh, I'd hate to say it because I like Quinn, uh, but Carson's got this net locked down. Absolutely. And if Lindsay knows what's best for her, if Helmet is available to start, you start Helmet because we saw what she did halfway through the year after uh, what happened with Hallie McClellan. And then going into the playoffs, Hellman was one of the reasons why ASU was able to come away with two victories against GCU, and they were both crucial. They both had to win those games. Obviously, the second game was Championship Sunday, so they so it was all or nothing for Arizona State. So, in my opinion, I think Carson Hellman has to start in most of the games. I don't think it's going to be a one A one B type of circumstance. It's going to be starter and backup, and then third string, but. Uh, I think every rookie goalie goes through this. I feel bad for Kimmel because she did try out for a team and she made it. But at the same time, you got to respect your goalie veterans. And one of the issues that ASU had last year was like, uh, especially with McClellan going down halfway through the year, it was a matter of like, 
who is going to step up in net, who's going to be that crucial X factor because goaltending is so essential, especially since ASU is not that much of a dynamic offensive team. Well, I think adding on to that point, I think if I had to make a prediction, I would say Kimmel only plays one game similar to what we saw Quinn last year. One or two. But I would argue that – uh, Lindsay's going to be smart this year, and she saw what happened in the final game versus GCU last year when a good portion of her players got knocked out with concussion, even though it was a meaningless game. I really think she's going to take that, and that's why she had so many scratches this upcoming season and so many potentially great ones as well. I think Eninger's going to see a lot more playing time. I think she's going to rest Hellman against teams uh like Denver, like maybe CSU, these weaker teams that honestly ASU should be in their sleep. But we will see. Uh, Trey, you mentioned rookies. Let's let's talk about them because what an incredible oh, okay. weekend. Let, okay, let's just get this out the way and let's talk about your prediction that came right. Let's talk about Paige Ring scoring. So I just want to say, ha. Huh. Can anyone Shout mute my headphones? Page. Uh, I just want to say that Trey is very salty that I predicted this, and he's now saying that I predicted it uh, predicted it wrong. So everyone, please tell him that he's wrong. Uh, but I predicted it. It happened. Paige Ring scored the first goal of the season. Trey Matthews was wrong. Here we go. Uh, Paige was great in the, in the series. Paige had shots galore. She looked very comfortable in this lineup, and she was usually on – uh, top couple of lines. Uh, I think the first line she was on a couple times too. Um, she looked great, but the actually, and first off, Paige did say, ah, you know, had to get that prediction right. So glad to see that Paige is a listener. But I have to talk about Brienne Powell because what, what, what the one with the uh, green mitts? Just just a little joke because she's wearing she she yeah. had green green gloves. I, 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 yeah, yeah, I okay. get your joke, Trey. Okay. I get your joke. Okay. Um, Brienne Powell. <laughs> oh. She looked amazing. She is one of the hyped up, most hyped up rookies in a long time, and she proved that she is an incredible player. She was just threading through Kachina players like it was nothing with the puck. She got so many good shots, two goals in the series. I cannot speak enough about uh, Bree and what she did this this preseason. Chase, I want to hear your thoughts on Powell because. You saw her with me, and you were commenting on her plays, too. What did you think of uh, Brie Powell? Sure. Well, to Trey's point, I think she's going to have to keep using the green gloves, right? I mean, <laughs> she scored in both games with them. Um, I don't know. It seems like bad luck to make a switch. Um, on a more serious note, though, she was noticeably the fastest player on the ice. Um, she can hold her own on the first line. She has the skill to uh, skate with with uh, Sam Murphy and Sidney Paulson. Um, I think that's a very dangerous first line. Um, and that was her first uh, game in maroon and gold. Uh, seemed pretty seemed pretty comfortable for, uh, for her first game. It was impressive to watch. A hundred percent. And she was on that first line with Sidney Paulson and Sam Murphy the first game. And that was notably the game that I, I, I don't think I've seen – uh, Lindsay Prouder, except maybe when they won the WWCHL champion. I, I don't think she has ever been this confident about a lineup uh, since then. Um, this this is an incredible uh, tandem that we got between Sam Murphy and Sidney Paulson. We'll talk about that more in a second. But, Trey, why don't you touch on Anita Fleming, uh, who was also on the Sam Murphy uh, 
Sydney Paulson line for the second game. What did you think of her this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think for Fleming and just other rookies in general, it just seemed like they fit like a mitten. So it's just like I think Lindsay did a good job of recruiting uh, a good cast around her star players. So the one thing I saw from Fleming, especially when I was doing the play-by-play um, in game one, was that she was able to have a nice goal. She went top shelf and it hit the bar. So it's it's a top shelf bar down kind of goal. It was um, really exciting to see. And she just, like I said, her and the other rookies just looked very comfortable. And I think you, you take some of the burden off of Sam Murphy because it's just like, uh, for Sam, obviously, she's going to be one of the go-to scorers on this ASU team. But now it's just like uh, when looking at the teams around the league, they know how to prepare for Sam Murphy, but they don't exactly know how to prepare for Anita Fleming or they're going to underrate her, similar to a lot of other rookies. So I'm really excited to see what like Fleming, Ring, Powell, like you said, because I think uh, Billy Wannaberger, the photographer for ASU, described yeah, described uh, Powell as sort of like a Sam Murphy caliber player. On steroids. Can we say that on there? I don't see why not. Okay, steroids. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> Metaphoric. Well, you know, some steroids are good. But, oh, God. No, 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 no. Like, like, like you know, like for allergies. Allergies. For allergies. <laughs> Just continue with your thought. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, yeah, for allergies. But anyway, um, Powell, Powell looked really good out there. Uh, Fleming just looked really dynamic on Sam's line, looked very comfortable. So, if, I, like I said, I know I sound like a broken record when I say this, but if I had to describe one word for these first-year players on this ASU team, it would just be comfortable. That's a good word to use. Electric would be another word I would use. Um, I wrote in my article who I thought had uh, lineup spots locked down in terms of the rookies. I had Anita Fleming, Bree Powell, uh, Paige Ring, Sophie Fossil, um, and there was one other one that I had locked down, but those four really impressed me. Mia Jarvis. Uh, Mia Jarvis was the other one. Thank you, Chase. Um, Mia Jarvis. Uh, let's talk about her for a second too. Uh, she looked really comfortable in that blue line. Like I think she was one of the most underrated players this weekend. Obviously got a goal, but she did way more than that, especially on the blue line. Chase, you mentioned her. Go ahead and describe to, uh, describe her to me, because like this is a player that could be very underrated going into the season. Sure. Um. Jarvis won the team's hard hard hat award for um, the hardest working player uh, selected by her teammates. So to get that recognition and respect in her first ever game, I'm sure meant a heck of a lot to her. And like you said, even though it was her first game, she looked comfortable, um, contributed with with one goal, and um, had had a few grade A scoring chances as well um, that uh, you don't see on the score sheet. Yeah, absolutely, and. She was just well, – she looked comfortable in that blue line, as Trey said. Um, very, very comfortable. And that's what you need from this blue line this season, especially the departure of Flo Odd. This is a player that's going to be important. But let's go ahead and – Wait, wait. Can I talk – while, while yeah, we're on the shoot. subject of defense, I just want to say it. I was very impressed with Maddie Platson. I know she mm-hmm. didn't score. I don't I don't think she picked up a, a point this weekend. But the one thing I saw from Platson, especially in game one, she was looking for her shot because – that was a main question we had going into the season. Like, how is Platson going to fare with the departure of Flo Odd? And it looks like Platson is joining in on the rush. She's She yeah. has a very nice clapper. So it's just like, um, you know, taking slap shots from the point. So it was just really exciting to see Maddie Platson try to get involved in the offensive action. And like I said, didn't walk away with a point, mm. but... The one thing I just saw was I love that she was getting involved, and I think she's definitely going to have more of a 
uh, of a game plan on the offensive side of things. And I think Lindsay also has a game plan for her. And I, I saw towards the end of the game when she let one slap shot go from the point and it didn't uh, find the back of the net. I saw the frustration and the and the grimace on her uh, on her face because she really wanted that. But I would expect Maddie Platson to have a big contribution offensively, but that's what I noticed from my perspective. Yeah, I agree with you, Trey. I thought a lot of the defensemen, including uh, Maddie Platson, looked incredible this season. I think that's why Lindsay scratched her in game two was because she's confident that uh, Maddie's going to make the lineup. Same thing with Sammy Lush, uh, who uh, was also scratched, but uh, Berkeley Radcliffe was another one who played really well. I thought she played. I, 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 yeah, I thought Berkeley was a good playmaker for ASU, just mm-hmm. trying to create the plays and set her teammates up because we all know Berkeley's not a an offensive type of player. That's not her game. But the one thing I love love from Berkeley is that and I love from defensemen in general, if you're not an offensive-minded defenseman in this day and age in the modern hockey paradigm, then you gotta, you can't be a liability. you got to be a playmaker. you got to help your teammates out. So that's, And it's really hard to do so, especially, like I said, offense is not their bread and butter. So I love the fact that Berkeley was a playmaker out there. So we kind of hinted on the returnees here, especially in the blue line, but returnees made an impact all weekend long. Chase, talk to me about some of the players that uh, took your eye away uh, in terms of the returning players. Well, I think you have to start with the top two returning uh, goal score leaders, right? Sidney Paulson, Sam Murphy. Uh, Paulson scored in both games. Um, Murphy had a pair of assists as well. And one of those was uh, setting up Paulson uh, on that game winner. Um, It ended up being the game winner in Sunday's game. Um, let's see who else. Logan Satira, I think you mentioned her earlier, but um, from Jersey, didn't <laughs> didn't uh, didn't score a goal, but contributed um, a lot offensively and helped with uh, the team's time of possession. So she stood out to me. Yeah, she scored a goal in the uh, first game actually. Um, but that's a player I was pegging to break out this year, and I thought she had an excellent preseason. And, you know, every time I go to practice um, nowadays, uh, Logan's just always electric on that ice. And I know she's always been that bubbly personality, but it's even more noticeable recently. I, she's cheering on the rookies when they score. She's always chatting them up. And that's something you love to see, especially from Logan Satura, who's a sophomore and always friendly. Uh, for me, uh, we talked about a couple of the blue liners um, but in terms of returnees, I look up and down the lineup. I thought Maddie Messenbrink had a great preseason. I think she made those excellent uh, plays defensively. And I, honestly, her and Haley Martin really impressed me. And let's talk about Haley Martin for a second. You know, this is a player that has always been on the brink of like really breaking out, but hasn't pushed it. She is a great third line player, but she, she obviously strives to be more. She was. Uh, on the third line for the first game, and then on the second line with Ellie McKenna and Bree Powell uh, for the second game. But she could really break out this year. I know Trey talked about her during a couple of our uh, live episodes, um, well, at least uh, live in-person episodes, uh, visual episodes. But ah, she impressed me uh, a lot. Uh, Trey, who are some returnees that really impressed you? So I'll start with Haley Martin. I'm a uh, uh, in the in the words of Jack Hughes uh, when he was describing Eric Holla, he said I'm a big Eric Holla fan. I'll say I'm a big 
uh, Haley fan just because I loved how she plays the game. I love how, you know, she works the corners, how she's, like, fighting for puck possessions, and you need that as a player because the one thing is, like, to I, I guess, like, if you're looking on paper, people will say she's not contributing. Why is she playing – uh, so many games or so many minutes, but she's doing the little things to help her team win, winning those battles in the corners, fighting on the boards, being aggressive. The one thing I say for Martin is that she's got to tone down the aggression because, unfortunately, she was tops on the team. Um, if she wasn't the top player, she was one of the top players in the penalty box. Same with Ellie McKenna. I love the physicality. I love the aggression, but you got to tone it down a little bit because you don't want to put your team at a disadvantage and and put them on the PK, especially since ASU, they're, let's face it, and this is just me being honest, they're anywhere from mediocre to below average uh, on the uh, special teams when it's power play or penalty kill. So they got to be like careful in that regards. But uh, I, I think another player that really impressed me who hasn't skipped a beat and I expect to have a big surgence, and she was actually originally my MVP pick before Chase uh, stole my thunder. You're welcome. Uh, I hate it when people steal my thunder. Ah, you're uh, so welcome, Trey. Uh, is Sydney Polson because she scored twice this weekend and – uh, and I, I believe she's definitely going to have a big uh, impact on this team. We talked about Logan Satera. She was injured first half of the year last year, but then uh, I, uh, this year we're expecting for her to have just a bigger impact, and she's gotten off and running and scored. So that's the one thing I know preseason might not count, but they certainly count for the players because it's just like you're dusting up off the cobwebs, you're getting ready for your first game action because – when we're looking at key games going into this year, it's literally going to be those first two games when they take on Maryville University. This is the team that eliminated you in March during uh, Nationals. So you know there's definitely going to be some vengeance out there for ASU. So that's my thing, which is uh, I love that uh, some of the returnees like Sidney Polson, Sam Murphy, I think, walked away with a few points. And then um, – uh, uh, Logan Satera, they're able to score, get off running, because that's going to be so critical going into the first game of the year. But I loved uh, also, you know, people who don't score up on the sh- score sheet. I talked about Maddie Platts and I talked about uh, uh, Haley Martin. Berkeley. I love Berkeley Radcliffe. I loved uh, their their impact, even if it doesn't show up on the score sheet. Yeah, um, I agree with you 100%, Trey. I think you had a lot of great points there. Um, yeah, I, I think it was a great. Uh, preseason for the team as a whole. Um, someone who I'm excited to see, I'm going to uh, talk about her for a second, is Jill Catchum, who's inching closer and closer to full-on recovery any day now. Uh, won't be back in time for the Maryville series, but most likely the series after that, you'll see her make her season debut. Uh, debut. And her first game since last December, it's been a long time, Jill Catchum coming into the lineup. She'll come in cold, unfortunately, but she'll probably start off on the bottom lines and then make her way to the top. I would not be surprised if yeah, uh, she hasn't played in almost a year. Yeah, it's impressive. I, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if she eventually makes her way back to the uh, Sam Murphy pairing. Although I don't know if you want to break up what they had in the first game, which was the Sydney Paulson, Sam Murphy, and Bree Powell line, which was incredible. Chase, you did a pro, uh, you did a little package over Jill Catchum over the weekend. Talk to me about her and what you're expecting for her to do when she returns. Yeah, thanks for the question. It, it'll be in, interesting to see where Coach Ellis places her. Um, like you said, um, she was named team captain last year, so obviously um, an important member of the team uh, in the locker room and on the ice. 
Um, she's been at her best when she's been paired with Sam Murphy, um, and and Sam Murphy's been at her best as well. She was what a, over two points a game player. Yeah, Murphy was, and Ketchum was uh, a little over a point a game as well. Yeah. Um, but but like you said, uh, Coach Ellis has more lineup options. Brian Powell, Anita Fleming, um, both played with uh, the pair of Paulson and Murphy in games one and two last weekend, and there's a little more proof of performance there. I imagine that's where Coach Ellis starts with and has um, Ketchum in the bottom six, um, like you mentioned. But I wouldn't be surprised once Ketchum builds her game back back up and gets her legs under her uh, for Coach Ellis to tweak the lineup and give her a few opportunities on the first line and uh, and see how she does. Yeah, I mean, Jill was explosive in the 2021-2022 season where she scored 30 points in 23 games. 17 of those were goals. And, of course, we all know Sam Murphy's season was electric as well. Um, she had 40-plus points, and her points per game at 2.25 highest in the nation that season the whole nation um so it's been a while since we've seen players like that and i mean you would have to look back to the 2001 team all the way way back then if you want to count their history to see a player that was really leading the acha and challenging for acha scoring lead and stuff so we'll see if uh when jill comes back uh if anything more will happen but i think sydney paulson like trey said uh when i when someone stole his thunder um is really going to uh be electric this year as well really going to be great i mean she's now acclimated fully acclimated to asu after you know not playing for uh, playing hockey for a while and transferring to asu and you know having a slow start to the season because of that but really really took it up a peg and factor in like covid that that definitely didn't make things easier because I remember Lindsay telling me a few years ago that all they did was um, they, they called it like their NHL league, which was like just scrimmaging against GCU just for game reps. But even then, I'm sure they got tired of playing the same opponent multiple times. So let's go around the table and uh, put in our final words about what we thought preseason. Uh, Trey, we'll start with you. So I think uh, it was a good showing for the offense for ASU and some of those people who don't score up, show up in the score sheet, excuse me. Um, and the goalie matchups kind of disappointed me, but I want to give a shout out to the Kachina goalie, Alyssa Townsley. She did phenomenal mm-hmm. in both games. She saw like, I think over a hundred shots and um, uh, ASU won the second game three to one. They won the first game five to nothing. So the fact that she saw over a hundred shots and only eight went past her, that's, that's really impressive, if you ask me. That's that's incredible. So, I don't know. Obviously, I won't speak on ASU, but I'm sure a lot of colleges around the country they got to be looking at her. So, uh, the goalie matchup for ASU kind of underwhelming, but I think that speaks volume to ASU's defense and offensive execution. So, um, but I I just had to give a shout out in name to Alyssa Townsley. She did phenomenal. So, my final thought, aside from that one blunder defensively for ASU. I think it was a pretty good series for them, but I would like to see them get their offensive game going a little bit more because they kind of got off to a slow start in game two. Uh, yeah, I mean, shout out Emma Gurdon and Alyssa Townsley, the two goal goalies from this uh, past weekend. Uh, Gurdon uh, was in game one, uh, but uh, Townsley... She played forward in game two yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. Wow, wow. <laughs> you don't see that too often. That's an insane player. Right I've there. only seen that once happen. I, in in all my years of covering hockey, I've only seen that happen once. That's a unicorn right there. Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to those two. Those two were amazing. And man, 
that they really put the Kachinas in it, especially in that second game. Uh, Chase, go ahead and give your final thoughts about the preseason. The newcomers were the story. Um, like you wrote about in your article, I think they scored five of the of the eight goals. And and Logan, sorry for forgetting your goal. Um, and my comment earlier, um, ASU scored so many. Lost track <laughs> of uh, uh, who who they're all from. Um, but yeah, the, the newcomers um, were the story. And I think ASU fans can feel a lot more confident heading into the Maryville st- series. A lot of roster turnover, half the scoring production from their forward group from their defensive group, um, and the newcomers really put out. So I think um, fans can be a lot more confident. And within those newcomers, I have to highlight Bram Pell one more time. Um, like Trey said, there were th- at times ASU's offense kind of stalled and got bogged down, took a while to generate some scoring chances. And there were times where she really provided her team with a spark, you know, being able to take the puck um, from her own, own end, um, deke through multiple Kachina defensemen. So I think there's going to be times this year where whether it's back-to-back games or tough defensive matchups where ASU's tired and and they're going to need that spark, that one player, to really carry their team. Um, I think you're going to see Brian Powell do that um, at times this year. Yeah, Bree was incredible. Really big shout-out to her, and including all the freshmen, especially Mia Jarvis. I'll throw her name back in there. To me, um, the first game was perfect. That was the perfect game that ASU could have played. Uh, Goalies were perfect. Power play was on top. All four lines scored. And then the last game kind of got away from them, but they – their offense managed to carry them out of it along with their goaltending, but their defense kind of collapsed on itself. And I think because you had so many newcomers that game on the blue line, that's what really uh, made them uh, pause for a second. But like I said, incredible weekend for uh, Coach Lindsay Ellis's group, and I'm sure she couldn't be happier about what her team accomplished, and especially that first game, but the whole preseason, I mean – also, the golf tournament happened that weekend, and that was a great time for ASU. So it's all fun times here at the Blaze Radio, Bill Austin uh, studio, and we're going to start wrapping up here. Um, man, Chase Clemens, uh, where can we find you on Twitter? X. Ah, that's a stupid name. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> uh, Twitter X, however you want to call it. You can find me at Chase Clemens 41 um, Chase, thank you so much for the shout-out. Yeah, of course, man. You're always welcome on. Trey, where where can we find you at? You can find me at TreyMatt4 on X, so T-R-E-Y-M-A-T-T and the number four. And you can find me on Instagram, Trey Emery Matthews. Check out that Instagram, guys. Uh, Chase Beersley underscore would be my plug-in. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to today's What You Talking About episode live from the Bill Austin studio. We'll be back next weekend. Friday, 8.30 a.m., but you can also catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, wherever you get your local podcasts. Make sure to check us out, and we'll see you all then. Thank you so much.